0: 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The news never stops. Life goes on around town and around the world. You need a talk show that keeps track of it. A program with bold opinions that's always open to your views. That is this show. Welcome to The Mark Davis Show on 6:60
1: a.m the answer. Happy Wednesday as we continue plowing through early voting season. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, man. The action is thick and fast at the congressional level, the state house level, all kinds of levels. Uh, We'll be joined by Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick with his overview of things at 835. At the congressional level, uh, 25th District Congressman Roger Williams will join us at 905. For now, let us roll into a key house district. It is Colin County, part of McKinney, uh, part of Anna, uh, some Frisco, and let us head to incumbent District 61 State Rep. Frederick Frazier. Welcome, sir. How you doing?
2: Good morning, Mark Davis, and thank you for having me on the show. My
1: enormous pleasure. So tis the season, yeah. it's primary time. I ask all the challengers, why Why do you want to unseat somebody? I ask all the incumbents, why do you deserve to fend off the challenges and remain in Austin?
2: Well, Mark, we had a tremendous freshman year, and, and I, I think you and some of the listeners that are on here know that my my background, the long-time law enforcement, long-time you know, listener of the show, long-time person on this show, uh, always advocating for law enforcement, always advocating for public safety. We passed 13 bills as a freshman, eight of them solo, all of them geared towards law enforcement and public safety. The, and protecting our border, every single thing that we worked on had something to do with safety. Minus the, uh, you know, we did a teacher bill, on and on and on. We passed bills, passed bills, passed bills. It takes some folks a lifetime to get where we did in one one session. And so I go back and I was listening to, you know, uh, some folks that were, you know, criticizing, you know, well, we, you know, we need to come back and do property taxes. Okay, we did that. We we, we gave eighteen billion dollars. We had one of the the biggest property tax decreases and. Uh, in, in America's history. And, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to go back and, again and go right back at it. We've, I've already met with the governor. He's going to be here again. Uh, he's, he's a huge endorsement for me, a huge part of our plan of, of this entire state. And we're going to take that $18 billion that we already use, and we already have another $18 bill, billion surplus that's adding up as we go. And we're going to turn that into another bill to give more tax relief. We already have the we already have the recipe. We're going to follow the one we just follow, we just passed and go about it. But no one ever talks about all the great bills that were passed in this session, all the great bills that were conservativeness, that one of the most conservative sessions you've ever seen. And they just sit there and say, "Well, nothing nothing happened. Everything was blocked." No, that's not true. Gender modification. No women in men's sports. No men. I'm sorry. No men and women's sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, no porn in, in books. Uh, take, abolishing DEI in Texas University. School safety. Army and police officers in every school. That's a huge ass. That's a that's a huge bill. Establishing benefits for for Texas military forces that that are working on our border every single day. Well, I can go on and on and on about all the bills that we passed during this session. And I can tell you what how if every conservative value was hit. Then I get criticized. Well, his score was a little low. You know, I worked on a lot of public safety bills. That means you have to do cross aisle work. You've got to make a bipartisan bill because everybody wants to support public safety. That's where, where that's where the rubber meets the road. And the other things that folks failed to mention that are in my race, we live in one or two of the nation's top uh, safest cities in America, Frisco and McKinney. Do you think that happened by accident? No, it happened by folks working hard to make sure that we have good, uh, good police, good fire on the ground every day, and we don't have a revolving door, which we don't. We pay them great, we give them great benefits, and we stand on that. And we work on that every single year to make sure that we've got the right men and women protecting us, and that keeps the communities safe. I, have, I am privileged to have this spot, and it is unbelievable to sit in there where everybody wants to move to in the state of Texas, Right in the heart here at Collin County, and I'm just, and it, and all the work we've done is just it's 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 so mind-boggling. But folks say nothing got done. That is a, just a well, blatant lie. Okay,
1: they. I don't. I don't know if anybody's saying nothing got done. It's kind of a glass half full, glass half empty. All of you. Well, my uh, opponents. Are. No, no, well, I don't think you're saying nothing. <laughs> they, they point to school choice. They point to some border stuff, and they point to sort of the, a, a feeling blockade on stuff like that. It does seem like a glass half full, glass half empty. You're totally right. From heartbeat bill, uh, school book stuff. Uh, you know, some property tax relief. Absolutely, a long list of things got done. Yes, sir. So when. When critics, whoever they may be, folks running against you or not, when they say that we have a Dade feeling problem and Democrat chairs of key committees are not a good idea and that he's not conservative enough, are they wrong?
2: Well, you know, there will look at the look at the list of accomplishments. Look, and that's a work in progress, right? We've got to get to a hundred on certain bills, and mm-hmm. we have eighty-five Republicans. Mm-hmm. So do the math, and I think that's where the where the folks that are running under that just that that narrative they. And this is the other thing, Mark. They never went to Austin. They, have, the folks that are running against me, that keep that narrative alive, never went to Austin. They never showed up. They never volunteered. They never did one thing. Almost, the, I look at that entire slate that's running against Collin County. I look at that slate. I cannot remember one time, if maybe once, they came on a bus and wore a t-shirt, and stood up in the stand, and yelled, and then got took a few pictures for Facebook, and then they left. Now, so, so if that, somebody that,
1: had, so if somebody had come to Austin to talk about Dade Phelan as insufficiently conservative, if somebody had come to Austin to say the Paxton impeachment was a sham, if somebody had come to, to Austin to say school choice being denied is an outrage, would that be more okay with you?
2: Well, no, I just think, like, I think if you're going to, if you're going to sit there and throw those stones in that glass house, yeah. at least, At least go down there and see what's going on in person. At least start doing your work as you're if you're if you're an activist or whatever you're calling yourself. And if you're gonna do that, then come meet with us. Come sit there and work hand in hand with those offices on seeing what the structure is and how it works and why we get to where we get on certain issues. And it's not easy, Mark. I mean, look, none of us want the Democratic chair position that that opens up like that. And it's been lowered and it's lowered and lowered. And so we're seeing folks work hard, hard, but we've got to work together on certain bills. So you're going to have to have a body that works together. If you don't, it's different than the Senate. It's much different than how Dan runs the Senate. And And our lieutenant governor does a great job over there. But we've got a different structure on the House side. And it's something that folks have to witness, understand, and work together and see where that where that, where that rubber meets the road. And I don't think they are. They're just criticizing and criticizing.
1: Frederick Frazier is here, incumbent in House District 61 and looking to remain so. It's an interesting season for allegiances and endorsements and thus and such. And some of it is sort of Abbott-based and some of it is kind of Patrick and, and Ken Paxton-based. And I've, I think there are a couple of ways where you split the difference. In school choice, Abbott is going after some incumbents who, who opposed him on school choice. You were not one of those. You're You're with the governor on school choice, correct?
2: Yes, sir. And the governor, I've you know, I served on his round table for many years. Uh, we've been hand in hand on so many issues to work on.
3: Uh, and this
2: is, this is a critical, you know, it's a, it was a critical vote. Uh, you know, it didn't pass. It, it had, a, it, it, there was, there were so many different issues with that bill. We had so many different amendments that were waiting to go on there to get to that. You know, it was representative Buckley's bill and we we're trying to get to that point and it just didn't. And so. I look forward to working with everybody again, getting back to the table and getting something across the finish line that looks like Texas. And folks want, I know folks want results in just a, a split second, right? It's taken years for places like Florida to get to where they're at with their school choice. It's taken other city, other uh, states years to get where they're at. We're gonna get there. And I, I, I know we're gonna get there because I know what the, what the, you know what the citizens want. I know what the, the parents want. It, it, it all, all of the, everybody wants something in there, but we've got to work together on getting something that's right for uh
1: do you think yeah. that that in the next session uh the, that we will suddenly develop a cooperative spirit from the Speaker of the House in getting school choice
2: well I don't think you know I don't think that's gonna that's not the block there you're gonna you're what going is? to have you're you' you have you have rule tech you have ruled representatives that oh. are representing their districts that don't want it, and so there's Probably some type of bracket issue that's going to come into play. there. If something's going to work out to where this fits our state. And that's what a lot of folks are screaming at. How do we make this fit? Our state in my area, I've got great schools. I mean, I've got some of the best schools in the, in the state of Texas. People move here for these schools. And so it's and I don't have anything private schools or charter schools, which the ones I have are unbelievable. And so we want to make a collective effort to work together on making the best for the parent and best for the environment that this whole region's in.
1: Frederick Frazier here, incumbent in House District 61. It's nine months, it seems like longer, but how's that Paxton impeachment vote working out for you?
2: <laughs> you know, that, that is the everyday talk, right? And so uh, I, it, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a place that I'm sure none of, no one wanted to be. And it's a place still that no one wants to be. Uh, we're working through it. And that's a, that's a work in progress. We will continue to, 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 you know, constantly make sure that folks are informed on how we got there and, and why, why it is what it is. And, and it's, it's an unfortunate situation that our state is in right now, in peril with all these races and with all this divisiveness. You see it through the, whether it's the Collin County GOP or, or the state GOP, it's, we, I don't feel like anyone is on the same page, and we and that's the last place we want the Republican Party to be. The, per, the people are taking advantage of it and laughing it the most are the Democrats. Mm-hmm. They're watching us fight each other constantly on all the social media and all these fake DMs that go out, all these horrible mailers that are going all over the state. You know who's making money? The consulting groups that are oh, mailing no, all these no, things. No doubt
1: about that. Uh, but yeah. just uh, of the 60 some uh, who voted for impeachment, there are those who are just doubling and tripling and quadrupling down, like my good friend Jeff Leach. Others who just don't seem to talk about it very much. Um, yeah. Sort of where are you on that spectrum? In fact, let me just ask this. When the Senate delivered its resounding acquittal, was that okay with you? Uh,
2: you know, that's that was a message, right? And so I've, I've I, I listen to messaging and and when, but I will say this, no one wants to talk about when we sent it to the Senate that they accepted it. They accepted the charges and they pushed it forward to a trial, which is what, you know, is what we is what our obligation was. And so we sent it over there. They accepted it. They voted on it. And then they sent it to a trial and then he was acquitted. So there's the message. I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to leave it at that.
1: And, and if, if, if you are listening to the message, then the notion that has arisen of, hey, let's do this all again. Drew Springer's latest science project. Is that a good idea yeah. or a bad idea?
2: Look, we've got enough going on right now. I want to I want to see our I want to see good legislators get back in office. I want to see this party start working back together. And, you know, there's going to be some changes. I think there's going to be some deep changes uh, in some in some key places. And I want to see us start to build this party like it should be built with working together every day, everyone breaking bread, everyone having those conversations, everyone that's on that party coming to Austin, working with their legislators, and making sure we're all on the same page, which we are not right now. I'm intrigued. And that's, that's,
1: uh, what do you you say there are key changes in key places, things like what?
2: Well, I, I think you're going to see some 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 seats not be there at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I think there's those changes that you're going to have. You're also going to have GOP parties that are going to change overnight. You're going to have folks that are just going to be just they're going to be so mad that the wins aren't there for them, and the the people that they backed didn't win, and they're just going to quit. And I think you're going to see that in a lot of precinct chairs. I can see that in a lot of in a lot of these uh, these GOPs around our state that are just doubled down over and over and over. For their people, And then at the end of the day, they're not going to be there for them.
1: Frederick Frazier is here with us and they're in Austin and uh, up for reelection. It, uh, what's the what's the website there, Frederick? I had it a moment ago. Uh, f- FrazierforTexas.com. Frazier, Fra- okay. F-A-R-A-Z-I-E-R, FrazierforTexas.com. Yes, Frederick Frazier incoming in 61. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it very,
2: very much. No, always good to talk to you, Mark. And uh, stay in touch. And thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Frederick Frazier. Uh, it's 822. Be right back. Eight twenty-eight. All right. (laughs) Just going to say, just going to say. The Brandon Gill documentary was Police States, which goes after the uh, wheels of law enforcement for too often targeting conservatives. The Brent Money observation as being a never-Trumper is ancient. He is among the Republicans who watched Trump in action and changed his mind. Ms. Dutton does not care about that. Just saying. All righty, into the world of phones we go. We're in Canton. Jen, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you?
3: Uh, Fine, thank you. Hi. And uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have two things I've told Rhonda about. Uh, The first thing, I am so disappointed in Mike Gallagher and y'all's little segment where he said that Nikki Haley crying about her husband being deployed was, quote, manipulative. I have two active-duty military sons both of whom have been deployed. The second one, my second son is being deployed again. I cry pretty much every day. Not, yeah, I was going to say. Know, I mean, it's, gulping, it's I, I tend Not nine, huge gulping sobs. I'm sorry. No. Sure. That was a low blow. And and, number two. Uh, number two, so disappointed in Republican leadership in the House. My gosh, they have a budget. We have Israel. We have 9,000 things going on. And Mike Trump, he just decided in his infinite wisdom, they're taking a vacation for two weeks. You know what? You're at work today, sir. Rhonda's at work. My husband's at work. My three sons are at work. Uh, Everyone I know is at work. If I had a deadline coming up that's critical to our country, like my kids aren't going to get paid, the military kids, but we're going on vacation, I'm sorry. That's why people are so angry at Congress. I have a
1: feeling it's the things they do or don't do rather than the vacation schedule. But uh, those things are set way in advance. And as March dawns, which it will soon do. Uh, they are they're in session on the 1st, the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, the 8th, which does, you're, you're right. Listen, it's, they, they, they should have their noses to the grindstone as the republic hangs by a thread. That is not uh, not an improper observation. Give me a buzz anytime with observations of your choice. Thank you, ma'am. Plenty of uh, high wattage observations from our lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick. Next, it's 830. Mark Davis, here's Nikki Whaley in the newsroom. The Chambers brothers had it right in 1966. The time has come today. It is early voting, day two. (laughs) There's a lot of themes at play there. All right, so uh, just the other day, I was having this wonderful, wonderful off-air conversation. The only thing better than an on-air conversation with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is an off-air conversation. And we were just slinging all kinds of broad themes about how important this primary season is and what we as conservatives can do if we have our act together. Well, what's on that list and what does lie ahead? Lieutenant Governor Patrick is with us. Welcome, sir. How you doing?
4: I'm great. I love that song. Those, time has come today. Time
1: has come today. There's a theme there yeah. that we can work with yeah, yeah. repeatedly. So, what is job one? What is what is uh, when the votes are all counted March 5th, and we wake up March 6th. What what are the, what do you want to have happen? What's what's your uh, what's your your punch list?
4: Well, first of all, I want Brett Hagenboo to be elected to the Texas Senate. Um he was endorsed by President Trump uh just yesterday. He's been endorsed by Governor Abbott, uh Sid Miller, Don Buckingham, myself. Um, people all across the spectrum, conservative groups. I need a serious person, uh, Mark, in the Texas Senate. I'm not saying anything negative about the other three people. Brent hasn't run a negative campaign. But this is serious business we do in the Texas Senate. We're the most conservative body in the world, I, the best person. The other three just aren't ready for prime time. And so my first – I have to have the best people to be the best lieutenant governor I can be. Naval Academy guy, um, Stanford guy. Nine years in the military, built a huge business. Republican chair, precinct chair, checks every box. Lives in the district, and you went this there. guy. Doesn't... And I say that because I'm because I'm answering that question, and, I, and I'm not from you. No, I'm tired of hearing it. The only thing his three opponents have done is take him to court three times in a row for three. They have not talked about policy. In fact, right now, two of them are fighting with each other. They're not ready for prime time. I need I need Brent Hagen. but when you take when you take the oath of honor in the Naval Academy, when you can be thrown out as a midshipman if you deceive or lie, the idea that they would take on this veteran of nine years and Naval Academy grad and call him out is is offensive to me. And 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 Brent Hagenbu is the guy we need. Donald Trump knows a guy we need. Governor Abbott knows he's a guy we need. And I know more than anybody else. So second, oh yeah, that's the first priority. Thank you. Second. Second is we've got to change the culture in the Texas House, Mark. I'm, look, here's, this is an unbelievable primary that we're in. I don't like it in large part. I don't like to be against fellow Republicans. But this is a time for cleansing at a certain level uh, because we have leadership in the Texas House that goes against the will of the people who elect us to be in charge of our state. I get elected by over 4 million people. I owe my I owe my election to those 4.5 million people. Mm-hmm. Say what you're going to do, do what you say you're going to do, and do what you said you're going to do because that's what you're supposed to do. They expect us to be leaders, conservatives, and we do in the Senate. I've got a speaker, Dave Phelan, over there who gets elected by 76 out of 150 people, not 4 million. He owes his soul to those 76, and Dave is speaker because he got about 40 Republicans and 36 Democrats or so to get to 76. And he told me plain out one time, if I don't get these Democrat bills I passed, I won't be Speaker. So he kills and blocks. I'll give you an example. We have passed twice in two sessions a bill to, to deny bail to murderers and rapists and keep them in jail. He's killed it twice because Democrats don't want it. The social justice Democrats run his, his criminal justice shop. We passed a bill to end taxpayer funded lobbying. He's killed it. We passed a bill this session to put Ten Commandments back in our school. He killed it. He he, he reduced a voter fraud from a felony to a class A misdemeanor. And, of course, the great impeacher, um, which was done in five days and with no evidence it could be proven beyond a reasonable doubt and divided and divided our party. So so he's got to go, and I'm heavily involved in that race. So when is the last time a lieutenant governor has ever been doing TV commercials on the Speaker's a speaker's District? Uh, we're supporting David Covey over there uh, to defeat him. That's how bad bad it is because – I'm not fighting against aid. I'm fighting for the people of Texas who elected me and Greg Abbott to secure the border. The pass property tax relief. I can go on and on and on.
1: I have been treated. And, and that, I, and, I have yeah, been treated yeah, to ahead. a lot. A lot yeah. of incumbents, uh, including recently, yeah. been treated to a lot of them who are sort of in Dade's camp, saying, "Hey, you just uh, there's a glass half full, glass half empty thing." Heartbeat yeah. bill, constitutional carry, some property tax relief, blah blah. And there were conservative things that did happen
4: in the session. Not, is, not it, quite it, there, it, by the way. It, let is, me correct it, you real okay, quick. Go ahead. Or real quick. Pro- property tax. Um, the property tax, yeah. they were against $100,000 homestead exemption for eight months. I had to break their arm to get it passed. And by the way, Morgan Meyer, who's over in, I, th- I think it's 108 in the Dallas area. We're, I'm supporting Barry Warnick in that race. Morgan Meyer tried to kill that bill every week that he could in session. And now he's campaigning that he passed it. And he votes with Democrats more than any other Republican in the legislature. He's like ranked 84th out of eighty five. And so the people don't know. And, and in terms of the constitutional carry, as lieutenant governor, we passed campus carry. We passed uh, open carry. We passed every amendment, uh, Second Amendment bill you can pass. Dade Phelan sent the, the constitutional carry bill over. It was a terrible bill that could have never held up to scrutiny or constitutional um, you know, challenges. We had to rewrite the whole bill. He's just like, oh, we did it. But he wrote it. He wrote it the way the Democrats wanted it written because they didn't want it. Pass it over. We rewrote it. We passed the bill. It is held up against scrutiny in the in the courts, and we have the best constitutional carry bill in the land. So I just want to. So they do things for show that we have to fix in the Senate, Mark. I just want to. No, no that problem. That's
1: why I asked. So down yeah. in twenty one, we talk about history. When is the last time? Dot dot dot. When's the last time a sitting Speaker got
4: beaten in a primary? Fifty two years ago. Uh huh. So it's hard. Look, it's hard to take out an incumbents. And by the way, when I say that I'm challenging some House members. Um, I'm also supporting House members who supported school choice. I'm, I'm supporting conservative house members. I, I'm supporting those who do what the people expect them to do. But let's switch to Greg Abbott. You got Greg Abbott out there. When's the last time a governor called a House member a liar? I know. Or called a House <laughs> member know. a fraud. Yikes. And I he's know. involved in racism. Yep. And then you got Ken Paxson out there, you know, going against people. And who is the center of all of this trouble? It's Dade Fail and the speaker. We have good members in the House that would like to vote on conservative bills. They would like not to take votes on bills that they don't believe in except they get their, get their arm broken to do it. And so the speaker – the caucus has a rule, Mark, that the speaker should be chosen by the Republican caucus. So if there are 85 Republicans, when you get to 76, that's the speaker. It's like when you pick a pope. Stay in there until you get one from the cardinals. You don't go outside the cardinals and get other people. But what the Republicans have done and what they did is he went over and got Democrats to support him. And so the Republicans, if the caucus will follow that rule, whoever they vote for, we can work with because that speaker won't be beholden to Democrats to stay in power. And that's the problem in the House. So, so this is an unusual primary. I don't like the divisiveness, but we're a conservative state. We're a conservative Senate. We got a conservative governor. We got a Ted Cruz is a conservative. Our people are conservative. We're the we're the last line of defense for America, and we got a Speaker who is beholden to Democrats, and that poisons. A lot of good members to make bad votes.
1: In District 21, uh, you've got your yeah. endorsement. You've got the Trump yeah. endorsement, the Paxson yeah. endorsement. Maybe this is a perfect storm where an incumbent, a powerful incumbent, is actually vulnerable. If if Mr. Covey wins, then we got to pick a new speaker. And so this is you expressing some faith that we – because a lot of people have said, hey, we just we just can't have a conservative speaker. Or look at Dade Phelan. Before that, look at Joe Strauss. Maybe it, the, the the math just doesn't work where we can actually accept Expect an activist conservative speaker. Do you buy that argument?
4: Uh, No, I don't buy it at all. Look, they said that about me, Mark, when I ran for lieutenant governor. Well, Dan Patrick wants to change the 21-vote rule and give Republicans the authority to do what they want. And and since I've been lieutenant governor, we changed that rule. The members voted to change it so that we have total control of the Senate. But you say, well, gee, we're running over the, the Democrats. We work with them. If they have good ideas, we will take an amendment. Um, you know, we'll work across the aisle. I passed the budget, uh, every budget, almost 31 to nothing. The person on the farthest right, the farthest left. We know how to we know how to get things done. But I don't let. It's the biggest difference, Mark. I don't let Democrats control the floor. I don't let Democrats. I have one. I don't have any now. I don't have any Democrat chairs. I've had one. In the last two sessions, I've had one each session. It was John Whitmire, John right? Whitmire. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Whitmire. John Whitmire, the dean of the One. I've now replaced him with Pete Flores because he's now the John one. He's the mayor of Houston. How many has Dave had in the last two sessions? Well, I've had one. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So when he wants a bill to down, he just sends it to a committee. And Joe Moody over there, who is a Democrat, who is a social justice guy, is killing all our criminal justice bills. I mean, it's. Uh, it, they hide behind us. And, and Dade will say, Well, I, you know, I'll let the members be the members. well then put conservatives he's got a lot of conservatives in the House. He just doesn't give them the power. So the difference is I don't ever pass a bill mark out of the Senate with a majority of Republic of Democrat votes and a minority of, of Republican votes. Maybe one or two minor bills have passed in, in nine years. So so if I don't have fifty I've got eighteen republic nineteen Republicans. If I don't have fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. To support a bill, it doesn't come to the floor. I'm not letting the Democrats run the show. Our people didn't vote to have the Democrats run the show. In the House, they passed bill after bill after bill, and you'll count the votes. All the Democrats are for it and the half of the Republicans.
1: Is that how casino gambling stays dead? Because a lot of people say, well, at least let's put it up to a vote. And I, I, don't, I don't want it. I don't think you want it either. But when people hit you with that, hey, what's wrong with letting the people decide? What's the best answer to that?
4: You get, you know what? And we don't, we don't rehearse this. I don't know the questions you're hitting me with. Okay, mm-hmm. here's a perfect example: casino gambling fell short by three votes, mm-hmm. but you know how many Republicans out of eighty-five voted for it? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. It, it, it almost passed with all the Democrats voting for it. So why? So why would Dade Phelan mm-hmm. bring a bill to the floor that? Roughly sixty out of eighty-five Republicans were against. He does it over and over. Sports betting. It passed by two or three votes. Same thing. I think thirty voted for it out of eighty-five. I don't do that. That people didn't vote for me as a statewide elected official to do that. You know, it's it's my job is to pass conservative legislation. We are the best conservative body on planet Earth. I have great Republican senators. We do what the people ask us to do and we have to fight to the death to get it done over there in the House. And even when we do, like the election integrity bill, he dropped voter fraud from a felony to a misdemeanor. And and why did he do that? Because the Democrats didn't want it to be a felony. Right, let's take a... So Greg ask, Abbott, put, good, no, yeah, Greg okay, Abbott right. says put it back in the bill. We put it back in the bill. He doesn't vote on it. And, and then this actually, He, yeah, he put up just literally baloney you got go to go No, no,
1: it's okay. I actually, just want to have full two minutes to take a talk about something that's important to Governor Abbott, important to you, important to me. Yeah, yeah And that's yeah. school choice. And the, yeah. and just let's. There are so many. I mean, so many ads saying if we pass school choice, it'll put illegal aliens' kids in front of your kids. What's the best response to yeah. that, please?
4: Can I say another word for horse manure <laughs> the you, air you about sure, that? You surely may. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm not gonna Where, 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 that. Does, where does that come from?
1: Where does that come from?
4: Desperate, desperate Republicans who have no other excuse for not supporting school choice, which 80% of the Republicans in their own district support. I've seen the polling in every district. Uh, Mark, look, the idea that illegal immigrants are going to take advantage of these vouchers? You know, as Governor Abbott said, I I think it was Drew Darby over there in his district and and a few others that said, well, you know, all this is... Well, you know, we have a lot of illegal immigrants in our schools because by federal law, we have to educate them. We can't ask where they're from. That's the federal law that we follow. So so for a House member to say, oh, school choice it's going to be taken up by illegal immigrants, we just spent $39 billion in our budget for public education uh, this session. Um they all voted for that. I mean it's it's, it's this is this is the biggest horseman or uh, excuse I've ever seen. Uh, let me let me say this Mark, set the record straight. And by the way, something else Dave family killed? All you school teachers out there? Pay he raise. killed the pay bill. A pay ten thousand dollar pay raise mm-hmm. and he killed it on the last day didn't let it pass. But anyway, we spend thirty nine billion on this budget for public education. That's 5.5 million kids, 365,000 teachers, 9,000 campuses, 1,200 school districts. Our school choice bill, the great guy, I've passed it five times now in the Senate. Uh, the great—it's It's 500 million. That's 1% of 39 billion, roughly, for 50,000 kids who may have a disability, may be bullied, may be in a failing school. And for, for these Republicans to deny a child with a, dis, a disability or who's being bullied or who's in a failing school, to have a right to get in a better school to help them, that's – that is so offensive to me and Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz and, and and Donald Trump. And so that's why Abbott's in those races. And the Speaker, what does he do when it comes up? He says, show the Speaker present not voting. That's just sent to – now, by the way, when impeachment came up, he said, show the Speaker voting aye. I wonder why. So he mm-hmm. puts his thumb on these bills, and mm-hmm. he killed it. And that's why Abbott's out at, to at getting votes. Our School choice is not going to undermine public education, $39 billion, $500 50,000 kids, $5.5 kids. We, we've, we've increased public school funding more than any other legislature in history in the last six years since I've been lieutenant governor, and we've also cut property taxes more. That was another bill. It was a $100,000 homestead exemption. You know, you and I talked – I had to stand the line with 31 senators behind me for eight months before Dade would finally give in $100,000 homestead exemption. That, and, that, and that and that's real savings to people. It cut their school taxes by 40% this year. Well, that is why no, I they need gotta to, go.
1: needed to sequester those last two minutes to cover those vital yep. final points. Uh, l- let's talk Amen. again between uh, March, March 5th. It's around the corner, but I think we can log another session if you please. It's always time well hey. spent. Thank you Mark, enormously.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Brett Hagenbu for Texas Senate. Thank
1: that's you. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, 852. All right. Hank Jr. with his take on the trogs. Wow, thing. (laughs) This is fitting. (laughs) Woo! All right, 866-660-5759. Two down, one to go on the Wednesday, Mark Davis broadcast scrum. Uh, Golly, just going to tell you, as we wrap up this hour, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to tell you, if someone tells you school choice is designed to put illegals in front of your kids, that is a lie. If someone tells you Brandon Gill wants to defund the police, that is a lie. If someone tells you Brent Money is a never-Trumper, that is a lie. Just saying, more to come, 859